Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. One of the great ideas for opportunities in this state when at the high school level um, was to introduce and bring in boys volleyball as a varsity sport. It's a great idea. There's, there, there really should be, there's no good reason why we can't have it, but we still don't have it. And I understand COVID and things like that get in the way, but joining me is a man that's trying to make that happen, and he has done a lot of heavy lifting to date with with some key people helping him along the way. Walt Weaver uh, coached it at the highest level for Apple Valley's girls teams and beyond. And uh, and he's on a mission that is uh, meritable, to say the least. Walt, thank you for joining us. Well, it's always great to talk with you, Mike. Where, where does it stand right now today, boys volleyball and the chance of getting it as a varsity sport? Well, uh, maybe a bit of background. You know, we started five years ago. Uh, Hugh McCutcheon at the U and I wanted to see if the Minnesota High School League would have an interest in sanctioning boys volleyball. And we went to Dave Stead, who was the executive director of the league at the time. And he was excited about the possibility. He said, go for it, he said. But if you want to do it, he said, you've got to show great interest in the sport and you've got to prove it is sustainable. And so to do that, uh, Jenny Kilkelly and Krista Fleming who were volleyball moms from Shakopee, yep. agreed to form a uh, spring club league to see what interest was out there. And in year one of that club league, we had 400 boys mm. and about 20 teams, 20, not teams, schools interested. And the high school league still didn't feel that that was enough, and the region voted it down. But by year three, uh, we had about 600 boys and over 30 schools and we were on our way. And then, of course, COVID hit, and nothing moved for that whole year. And then after COVID last year, uh, we had some bad, we had 800 boys that uh, were part of the spring club league that they had formed, and almost 40, I think over 40 schools. And uh, it made it through the regions. So we had... We had to get nine regions to send it to the delegate assembly, and we got ten, and uh, it went to the representative assembly for a vote, and uh, you have to get two-thirds of a majority. It's a supermajority there in order to pass anything, and we lost by just two votes. And so, you know, the boys were phenomenally disappointed, and uh, they said, we want to bring it back next year again. We're going to get this, and... 
So they're back this year. And, you know, what's happened this year is we had 800 boys, I said, last year to do this. Right now there are 1,200 kids sitting on the sidelines that are going to play this spring in that club league, and there are 54 schools. I mean, it, it is unbelievable how it's exploded. Yeah, you go to state tournament, you can't, you, you know, it's like, whoa. Well, 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 you know, there are people that would say, well, Walt, well, just keep it as a club league then. Well, why, why bother with the high school league and the, and the rules that you have to subscribe to? What's the difference, and what do you say to that? Well, the, like I said, you know, there's all these kids out there, and they're playing in the spring and stuff, but the problem is we set up that spring league in order to prove what Dave said said we needed to prove, mm-hmm. that it was extremely popular, and it was viable, and it was sustainable. And so that's been done. And it's all been done on volunteers. And so Jenny, Krista, all the people that are working that stuff, nobody nobody is making anything on that. They're all volunteering their time. And it's not going to – we're just trying to prove their sustainability. So they're not going to do that anymore. And also, besides that, the boys want to play for their school. They want letter jackets. They want to be part of the school playing this, and you can't do that unless you're part of the Minnesota State High School League, it's because a, that's it, the governing body. It's a powerful so, thing that people want to be, they, they want to know that they get their picture in the yearbook the same, and, and that's all part of a school experience. Now, I had Governor Tim Walls on last year talking about it, and he was at the state tournament. He certainly seemed in favor. Does he have any juice on this, or where does he stand? Oh, I think he's still a big fan, and his son plays. Uh, he and his wife are, are absolutely advocates. Yeah, I remember when he was on your show and said this is something that he believed in and he thinks we ought to give opportunity to kids. Uh, you know, I, I think they are big advocates. We had, Mike, we had support from so many people. I mean, Rockwell Deli was a, a oh, yeah. high school. Yep. And he, was, he wrote letters of support. We had, there's this tremendous amount of support, but, uh, you know, there's, it's just hard to get the athletic directors and the people who are voting to, you know, to say, yes, we know this is good for kids and we're going to put it on our plate. Is, um, it, is it flat out an expense line item veto? What is it? You say that again? Is, is, is it a flat out expense question to most people that turn it down? Well, in terms of the expenses, uh, at the beginning, a lot of people said, oh, you know, the budgets can't take this. But when, when they really started to think about it, it makes no sense. Volleyball would be the most reasonable sport in the school. <laughs> yes. The, the equipment. Volleyball and badminton, yep. You've got everything. You've got all the nets. You've got the courts. You've got the equipment. All you need is a couple coaches some buses and some officials, and most of the time, a lot of those expenses are taken up by fees that the kids pay or booster clubs anyway. And, and you the can throw in a gate. You can you can charge at the gate, and you got it. Not, I'm not saying it covers it all, but I mean there are there are revenue streams there. Well, now, yeah, and, and absolutely, you know, uh, uh, along the way, some some that wanted to vote no said, "Well, the high school league has to be responsible and all that kind of stuff." But the high school league knows. That, that volleyball is the most popular sport in their school. Girls volleyball is the most popular sport in the country. It's extremely popular in Minnesota. It's one of the very few sports that makes money for the Minnesota State High School League. And they know that if it gets into the schools, 
boys volleyball will make money. They're not going to worry about the sanction being, oh, my gosh, it's going to cost the high school league money. It's not. It's going to make money for the high school league, the same as the, as the girls do. You know, that that's what, what that is. So, you know, Mike, honestly, all of the no things that people had over the years, by now with 1,200 kids sitting on the sidelines and thousands in the future that could benefit from this, the opportunity for kids that the high school league is meant to provide outweighs the arguments that have been put forth, uh, and especially budget. It, it, it's not, there's never, when have you ever seen in public education there being enough money to do anything? Hmm. There's never enough money. Right. And there never will be. Right. You know, everybody's always going to say there's not enough money. But this is, this is minuscule in terms of planning a budget. And that's not the reason, that isn't really a reason for saying no anymore. Not when you weigh it against the possibility well, of the opportunity. I'm going to throw something else in there. Walt Weaver's our guest talking about why not boys volleyball in the state of Minnesota. Uh, we have um, talked about at nauseum some of the problems we've seen in urban uh, uh, Minnesota in the last couple of years for, for notable reasons and COVID and everything else. And I keep hearing the same thing from the people that I talked to. They said, we need more program. We need places for these kids to be. This would be a wonderful urban sport. Oh, boy. I, you're not kidding. You know, uh, the the communities out there, the Asian community, uh, the Hmong community, uh, people of color, all of those communities would benefit greatly from the sport, and in some of those communities, it is the sport that they want to play, and they don't have in the in the St. Paul schools, for instance, some of them don't have football. They don't have those sports, and they love volleyball and they play it regardless. But to be part of their school, to have that in their schools, and it be a sanctioned sport, it would make an unbelievable difference. You know, in the club league, thirty-seven percent of the kids that are playing are. Uh, either people of color or Asian community or Hmong community, all of those communities are a big part of that club thing. And we have a responsibility to provide for those kids. And of all communities are a big part of that club thing. And we have a responsibility to provide for those kids. And, of all, you know, just what you said, you keep hearing, you know, we need to do this, we need to do this, we need to do this. This couldn't be a better chance. Yeah, and it's, it's and financially. I mean, it's so fiscally sound because I mean, you're talking about gymnasiums that are just sitting there in the in the spring that you can access. You've already got the nets and the balls. Let's go play. I mean, it, it, it's one of the easier ones that I can think of. This isn't starting a football program where you got to get shoulder pads, mouth guards, helmets uh, for each. This isn't that that ambitious. This is much simpler than that. Well, absolutely, and honestly, you know, people are starting to realize that, and. and for instance, okay, so we have the we have these votes so the in the regions, and right now most of the regions have voted. There's still some left, and we need them because the one the regions with all the kids that are playing are mainly the five regions in the Twin Cities, six actually, double A big schools. Now five of those have already voted yes. They're the ones that the main regions where all the kids are playing. And they, they've supported this. They said, all right, we believe you. Let's do this. And so they voted yes. But, the, you know, the high school league rules are saying, well, 
Not only is five not enough, we've got a couple small school regions that have also voted yes. So we have seven, but you need nine. And so, you know, uh, two days from now, on Wednesday, Region 5 AA votes. That's the last AA region to vote. What do you think? Do you know? Well, those are the schools in the northern suburbs, like Blaine, Centennial, yep. Fridley, Irondale, uh, Noka, Maple Grove, all those schools. And they have, in the league, in the spring league, they've got like 11 schools, I think, and like 200 kids playing. And so, I mean, it's that region really has to support this. Uh, and we're hopeful that they will. I mean, if they're, if they're supporting the kids in their schools and they're giving kids opportunity in their schools, uh, you know, it, it, it would just be unthinkable that they wouldn't support it. But you don't know. But we need them. And, uh, you know, it's interesting, the small schools, um, tomorrow, uh, Region 3A votes. That's the region down south, southwest, uh, Benson, Tracy Milroy, some of those schools. And their, their educational philosophy really impressed me when I talked to them last year. These guys and women were, were extremely willing to, to talk about it. And they finally said, you know, uh, we don't know that we can do this right now, but we're going to vote yes. And we're going to vote yes because we understand that there's all these kids in the bigger schools that, that, uh, can have this opportunity and the, and the regions are supporting them. So we're going to vote yes because we think it's important educationally to push this on to the representative assembly. And, you know, I was pretty impressed with that because most of the discussion in most of the small school regions is, well, we can't do it. So we're voting, you know, we're not going to vote for this because it wouldn't be good for our, you know, we, we can't field enough kids or whatever it is. But so, uh, you know, it's just, there just doesn't seem to be a good reason to vote no because those even in the small schools, if they can't do it, they don't have to sanction. I mean, they, they have to say it's sanctioned, but they don't. And, and they can and they can parent share too. They what? They, they can parent share. I mean, it, what's become so you know you you can you can go with other schools and form right. one team if you don't have enough in your own school. Absolutely, absolutely, they can co-op, and some some of them are doing that. And we are getting support from, from the small school regions. And even if they can't do it, they feel they can't, they're voting yes because they don't want to stand in the way of people who can. That's and they don't cool. have to add it if they don't want to. There's there's lots of sports that don't exist in some schools. That's right. Not, not every school has every sport. Right, right. And many times what we're finding is if you can at least offer it, you know, at the school next door or give, you know, kids can go to this school, but they, if they want to play that sport, there's a place they can play, which isn't, you know, that, that that's a template that's been in place for a while and works quite well. Uh, it might not yeah. be ideal, but it does work if, if if you really want to play. Right. No, there's a way. There's a way to do it. And right now with the numbers that are out there and the popularity of the sport, I mean, the sport is growing exponentially across the nation it's the fastest growing sport in the in the united states in both college and high school uh for boys right now um i think colleges in the last 10 years have grown 79 percent high schools in the last 10 years i think 30 percent um it's just exploding all over ohio uh the state of ohio just sanctioned it a couple weeks ago um so they're they're going to have it uh as a sanctioned sport. So mm-hmm. it's just, you know, it, it is 
so clear to me that it's time to do this. And, well, that's uh, what we need you on. the Walt, that's why it's gotten this far, because of you. And, and, and you mentioned the three of you that have gone together on this. And, and you, you have done yeoman's work. You have done your, your job well. I hope that they can finish this and, and give kids more opportunities and more options. Uh, but it, without you, it has no chance. So I thank you and uh, uh, the, the others. It's a small group of you out there that have done it. So keep on fighting the good fight, Walt. <laughs> well, thanks, Mike. We're going to do our best here. we got to get it through the regions. Yeah, well, just keep fighting because it's not a question of if, it's when in my mind. So just keep fighting and don't give up. But I appreciate you, sir. Thank you for leading the way. All right, Mike. Thanks a lot. You bet. Good to see Talk somebody later. that's a maverick that'll go out there and say, this is what's best for the kids, so let's do it. Not why can't we do it, but how about if we try to find a way to do it? We all know it makes sense. We all know that more opportunities for more kids make sense. So let's find a way to make sure that it works, period. We've got to train ref- more referees. Well, we got, oh, we got referees that referee in the fall, and they'll be happy to referee in the spring. We've got to train coaches. Well, actually, a volleyball coach in, in the fall could coach it again in the spring. There aren't a lot of obstacles here, folks. Do the right thing for the kids. Crying out loud. They've already been through hell and back with COVID. Let's give them every opportunity we can. Sports to the max in WCCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 